good to the very last note. Hi, everybody. I am Shelly Barr, and you're listening to The BS Show. Actually, it's not The BS Show. It's just BS Show. And this is the Trimal Cast. We are broadcasting on KSLQ 104.5, Westplex 1071, and AM 1350 KRAP. Boy, you know, I I like it when you take charge. You do? I just turn the, 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 the pot up, and you're there, and you're just... I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? She's just, I just leave. She'd handle the rest of the show, okay, right? Absolutely not, because you never <laughs> let me play with the buttons. That's what she, I wouldn't know how to run the board. That's what she said. Uh, nothing to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that you, is what she said. <laughs> you, I, I, I'll give you one correction. What's that? We're not the BS show. I corrected myself. But you didn't get it right. We're BS.show. You said just BS show. You didn't say BS.show. It's the BS.show. And it is the BS.show. As a matter of fact, I, no, I, it is BS.show. It is BS.show. You said BS show. You didn't say BS.show. Big, th- there's a big difference. If you go on the web and you look for, for uh, you know, uh, um, ShellyBar.com, you'll find it. But if you go into no, web you and, and you go you to ShellyBar.com, um, an artist up in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually Shelly. That's she, what Shelly doesn't want anybody to know is she's actually from Canada and she's actually an artist. She's not. She doesn't live here in St. Charles County. We just kid about that. She, <laughs> she, <lives>. <laughs> <laughs> she just flies in every day That's, to uh, go up and down the 70 corridor. Well, you're, vir- you're virtual now. You can be anywhere you want. You know what I mean? That's the whole, the whole, I mean, like the pandemic has taught us one thing. I mean, look at Chicago. The teachers don't even want to go back to the classroom ever. They just want to teach virtually forever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is, which is sort of interesting because I got, I got to hand it to Mary Light, uh, the mayor up there, Lori Lightfoot. She's done a 180. Remember, she was the one closing down churches, and I don't know if you remember this story or not. There was a church that was, I like, on some street or something like that, and they refused to close, and she had the police department close the street so nobody could get to the church. So, you know, she's closing down things. Now, all of a sudden, you know, when the teachers decide, oh, we're not going back to classes, she's going like, if you don't go back to classes, I'm going to not pay you anymore. So supposedly, the teachers are supposed to go back to class in Chicago today. I, I still say, you know, parents... This is your Uncle Brad talking. Oh, my gosh. It is a brand new year, and you're still going to come up with that malarkey? It's your Uncle Brad talking. You know, Yeah, don't listen to your Uncle Brad. Homeschool your kids and stop homeschooling at 16. Kick them out the door and say, good luck. You know, have fun. Your life's going to be, your life's ahead of you, and you've got so much to look forward to. And if you need any help, you can text me, right? Yeah, text Uncle Brad, 314-280-8880. <laughs> yeah, text Uncle Brad. I'll Ask take him care. to help you out when yeah. you're on the street because you're out of school. Hey, no, hold on a minute. You'd be surprised if somebody did text me. I bet you I could help him out, you know? see, I know you could. What, what, I find, what I find very sad about this is that if you look at us internationally, God, we're not even in most topics. We're not even in the top ten anymore. And the crazy thing about this is just like just like someone I know says all the time, you know what the problem with the United States is? What's that? Too many lawyers, not enough engineers. Who says that? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Just tell me. I'm not going to tell you. But think about it for a minute. Too many lawyers, okay. not enough engineers. Lawyers, for the most part, are unproductive people. And let's let's be honest. They're unproductive people. They don't create a product. 
you know, you you don't gotta go down to the store and buy bread that was baked by a lawyer. You don't, you know, you maybe you know you can't find meat that was you know raised by a lawyer. Maybe if he's got he's rich and he's got a cattle farm somewhere, but for the most part, you don't. You know, you don't find any cars made by lawyers. What you find is you find things that are picked to death by lawyers. And if you ever watch daytime TV anymore, you can tell how many lawyers there are who say, "Hey, did you?" Did you stub your toe on on the nightstand? Well, that nightstand manufacturer oh didn't paint the the, the legs of that of that nightstand safety orange, so you wouldn't stub your toe. And we're gonna sue them for twenty billion dollars because a they... million billion dollars. <laughs> okay, but think about it. Engineers produce things. Engineers design things. Engineers. To a certain extent, engineers sort of invent things. There's a lot of engineers that have patents behind, you know, that they've got. Which have to have schooling behind them. But once again, I've said all the time, and, you know, this is my caveat. If you have a profession that needs a degree, I agree, you have to go to college. But you don't have to go to college to be, you know, look at like, like, look at like the deal with like Chris Como, who was like, quote unquote, a journalist. He never went to journalism school, ever. You got all these guys, and like, for example, Nine-tenths of the people on Fox News Network, you know, the people on, on TV, they're attorneys. Did you know that? Almost every last one of them is an attorney. Glover's an attorney. I know. He's an attorney. I mean, there's all these, because once again, you know, it, it's to the point where, like, okay, they're an attorney. What makes them a journalist? If The fact that, like, can I walk, wake up one morning and go, hey, I'm an attorney. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to court. I'm going to go to the Supreme Court today. No, because I don't have a law degree. I, don't, I didn't pass the bar. But if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer... And a you know uh, an engineer, you go to college. If you want to be in the radio business, you know drop out now if you're twelve <laughs> and if, meet someone if, in Breadco. Right, if you're twelve years old. I mean, the interesting thing is, you go look at Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck started in the radio business when he was like thirteen. There's a generation of radio people who, unfortunately, are all pretty much dying off. But there's a generation of radio people who started. I I hear perfect example. When I started working at the original KSOQ, I was 18 years old, okay? I was working with guys who, and, and I was working with guys in their early 20s who'd already been in the business 10 years. Think about that. I worked with a guy who at the time was 23 years old. This is back in the day, making $100,000 a year, 23 years old, been in the radio business for 10 years. He started when he was 13 years old. And what did he do? He didn't go to college. He went down at a local radio station and hung out. Pretty soon, they had him, you know, for pretty soon. First, he was a gopher. Hey, go give me some coffee. coffee. Go give me some donuts. You know, then, then they, you know, he hung around the studio, and he figured out how to do various things. Hey, can you produce a commercial for me? Can write, can write an ad for me? Can you voice this spot? Can you go to the transmitter and fix and push the on button because we just went off the air? That's what happened. And it wasn't that you? Well, I started when I was when I actually I started when I was seventeen, but but I but I just graduated from high school and I was in college and and but see the interesting thing was I, I've told this story before you don't want to hurt again. I mean, how 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 long were you at Q before you got paid? A uh, year and a half. There you go. I'd make any money, and and you know what? Can I tell you something interesting? At the what? time I had this is sort of a uh, I will mention this guy because I know he's no longer with us, Doctor Graybow was my pediatrician but he was also a very skilled what do you call it allergy doctor you know like that's what doc, dr Ander is he's an allergy doctor okay you got yes. an allergy you go to see him okay dr Graybow was a pediatrician but he was also a very skilled allergist whatever you want to call it okay 
and I had childhood allergies, which were really bad. And he told me that through high school and in the start of my college, he told me if I didn't mind going to a pediatrician, he would still treat me for my allergies. So there was a time when my allergies were so bad when I was in my, you know, in my teens um, and actually up to about 20 or so where I used to go once a week to get my allergy shot from Dr. Graybaugh. And it was sort of funny because he said, I know you don't want to sit in the front with all the kids. He had me come in the side door. I'd sit in this little hallway, and he'd come by, and he'd always talk to me for a couple minutes. And he'd say, how's school going? And I would tell him I'm working for free down at KSOQ. And he'd go like, boy, what a great idea. You're, you're really a smart guy. That's a great idea. And what was interesting was he believed so much in helping people's education that there were people that he knew he paid for their college, paid for their kids' college. You know, like kids that were, you know, that, and one, one I know for a fact became a doctor. He paid for their, 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 their pre-med and their med school. This guy paid for it because he believed in, in, but what was interesting for me is I was not in a... Prof- Way to keep up the memory, Brad. But no, I was not in a profession that needed a degree, but he thought what I was doing was smart because instead of me being in college all the time, listen to these professors who didn't know squat about broadcasting, you know, who all they did was they worked at an NPR station. Well, when you, you talk like this when you're on the air. You use, you, you enunciate, and so that you can every single... And you cup one of your ears. Yes, every single consonant can be heard clearly, and you talk like this. You know, and that was my education at SIU. And I go, and then I, you know, I go to class, and then I go to KSLQ at night, and there was every anything but what they were teaching. You know, and it, it to the point where, like, my one professor says, "Now, when you're talent, you'll sit across the glass from the engineer, and the engineer will control all the controls. He'll turn the knobs and make sure everything's." And you know, I'm going like to KSLQ at night. It's combo. The guy on the air is running the board. There's no engineer. There's nobody across the glass. And yet, my professor is saying. Yes, now those engineers are all members of of unions, and you have to treat them with respect. And there was nobody at KSLQ. I mean, it was just like it was like okay, what I'm. It was funny because I would tell people, I would tell my fellow classmates about what was really going on in the radio business. They're going like, yeah, but that's that stupid KSLQ. That station sucks. They play bubblegum music. Yeah, well, they're number two in the market, so somebody must be listening. You know, number two behind KC. No, KMOX. Back in the day, KMOX was the big dog. <laughs> Back in the day, it was KC. No, 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 no. It was KMOX, and for a while, KSLQ was number two station in the market. Cam- wow. KC wasn't... Br- How would I know? I wasn't even born then. Believe it or not, <laughs> KC wasn't doing that well back then. I mean, you know, back when I went to school, they had come on the air, and they had done well for a while. Because remember, you know, they did poorly in the late 90s, or excuse me, the late 70s, early 80s. It wasn't until they hired J.C. Corcoran in 1984 that turned KC around. That's the That's the... The mark on on the timeline that turned Casey around because quite honestly Casey was started going downhill. A lot of people weren't listening to it anymore, and then they hired JC. Did the morning zoo thing with with uh, you know with what's his face uh, with John Hewlett and I can't remember who else uh, who else was it Joe Mama Mason and Don Johnson. You know and, and Joe that, Mama Mason. Joe Mama I went Mason. to school with him. I know you did. I can tell you some stories about him. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you some stories about his stepmom. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. So, I also went to school with a sister. Really? Uh-huh. You know what? My computer just threw up on me. Hold on a minute. Let me do this. Did your computer just vomit on you? Yeah. Okay, we got to take a break at 627. Okay.